Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Listen to Chuck Swindoll. It's one thing to be a Christian. It's something very and entirely different to be a spirit-filled Christian. See, our world, many of you don't even understand that yet. You will. Because we're kind of like, well, I'm a Christian. I got it. Praise the Lord. It's one thing to be a Christian. It's something entirely different to be a spirit-filled Christian. That's where we miss it, all of us. So many people who claim to be Christians want nothing more than what's been called fire insurance. They said the prayer or whatever. Now they think they're on God's side. Meanwhile, they live basically the same way they did before this religious experience. Pastor Mark is going to be teaching about what Jesus actually meant when he spoke of becoming his disciple. You'll find out that there are a lot of responsibilities and expectations that come with calling yourself a follower of Jesus. Pastor Mark will show you how to get straight if you need to do so. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 14 as he continues his teaching called Led by the Holy Spirit. This is the first time that there was a New Testament salvation available because Jesus had gone to the cross and paid for their sins. The Holy Spirit could not go in them yet because the penalty for their sin had not been forgiven. So this is their New Testament salvation for every one of these disciples. They walked with God, Jesus, they believed in him, but it never, their sins were never paid for until Jesus went to the, hello, cross. He's done that. He's resurrected. God honored it. And so he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, what did that mean? Come on. The Holy Spirit would be with them and then would be what? Well, what just happened there? Where did the Holy Spirit go when he breathed on them? Right inside them. You got it? They became the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's some people that don't believe there's another preposition, a P, being filled with the Spirit, the Spirit-filled life. And they're good Christians. That's fine. But here's what they say. Well, that, that happened in Acts. Nothing happened here. Jesus went... Receive the Holy Spirit. Man, you probably didn't breathe hard enough because nothing happened there. Can I say this to you? If Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. So that was their salvation. And where did the Holy Spirit go? 
right inside. What kind of work is he doing? An inward work. Are you getting it this morning? So that was a transition. I'm sending you and you're going to need the Holy Spirit in you to conform me into my life. So the Holy Spirit moved into the life. Now look at Luke 24, 49, quickly. Luke 24, 49, it's right close by. Now this is another interaction with the disciples after what we've already seen. In verse 49, Jesus says this, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city, Jerusalem, until you've been clothed with power from on high. I have Luke 24, 49 in the New Living. Look at this. And now I will send you the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes. Watch. This is very different. And fills you with power from heaven. That's very different than the Holy Spirit going into us. So... What Jesus is saying to the disciples is, the disciples thought, hey, you breathed on us. We got the Holy Spirit in us. We've been with you for three years. We got this whole thing down. I can hear Peter going, can we start tomorrow morning? I'm ready to witness. I'm ready. I'm ready. And Jesus says to them, "Uh, no, I know you have experience. I know you have knowledge. I know you're committed. I know you have the Holy Spirit living in you. But you're not ready yet. And what he says to them is this. What I needed to minister, you need to minister. Now remember, Jesus never did one miracle until he went to John the Baptist to be baptized in water. And when he was in water and he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit came Upon him, he was baptized in the Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. And he ministered in the Spirit. And from that moment on, his life changed. And there were miracles throughout Israel. And he said to his disciples, what I experienced when the Holy Spirit baptized me, you have to experience too. You have the Holy Spirit in you, but there's more. You are not ready yet. You lack the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to write the third relationship. This is the third relationship. That is a requirement, I believe, biblically. It's not about Calvary Chapel. I believe it's an absolute requirement. Relationship number three, empowered by the Spirit, When the Holy Spirit comes on us, or you can use this word, overflows us, overflows us. So what Jesus is saying is this. When you write that down, empowered by the Spirit, he says, you need to go and wait, and God will fill you with the Spirit. He'll baptize you with the Spirit. Now, I want you to write by that relationship number three, I want you to write one thing down. This is an outward work. When the Holy Spirit lives in us, it's an inward work. When he baptizes us, it's an outward work. 
We take the power of God and we do the ministry of Jesus. Jesus says there's more. In a few days, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You need overflowing power of the Spirit in your life before you can change any person. I know you have education, but you need the power of God. It's a supernatural work through God's supernatural power. Jesus said, remember, I did ministry not because I was a deity. I did ministry because I was a man filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have to have exactly the same experience. Now, look at the word power. It's an interesting word in the original language. It's dunamis. It's kind of a controlled dynamite. A power beyond man's ability. You can't work that up. I can't work that up in ourself. I need a power that is not mine. It's a power from heaven to equip me to do what I need to do. A few weeks ago, Dr. Mohan was here. He talked about the anointing. The anointing is God's power on each of us to do what God calls us to do. Very often, not super, super often, but quite often, people will visit the church for the first time. And I'm not talking about any kind of prideful thing at all. But they'll walk up and maybe a week later, two weeks later, they'll say, well, I didn't know about the church. It's big, whatever. But they'll say this. The minute I walked in the church, while the worship is going on, while the teaching is going on, I felt the presence and the power of God. Now, that isn't about us. That's because we honor the Holy Spirit. Would you like to walk into a dead church and you walk out the same way you did when you walked in? We're not here to play church. And that's what Dr. Mohan was trying to say to us. That the anointing comes from the power of God. It's not man's ability. I'm going to shout louder so you can get filled. How foolish is that? And the world doesn't understand that because it is super natural. So what did Jesus teach us? There's an experience of empowering in the Holy Spirit that's distinct and separate from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that takes place at conversion. Let me read to you from R.A. Torrey. R.A. Torrey was this amazing evangelist, and D.L. Moody would always say to him, R.A. Torrey, would you speak on the Holy Spirit? Every time you come wherever I'm having a meeting, you teach on the Holy Spirit. Here's what R.A. Torrey says. And I want you to think about yourself this morning. A man may be regenerated by the Holy Spirit. A man may be a Christian, born again by the Holy Spirit, and still not be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Listen to Chuck Swindoll. It's one thing to be a Christian. It's something very and entirely different to be a spirit-filled Christian. See, our world, many of you don't even understand that yet. You will. Because we're kind of like... Well, I'm a Christian. I got it. Praise the Lord. It's one thing to be a Christian. It's something entirely different to be a spirit-filled Christian. That's where we miss it, all of us. I don't want you to to write any of this down. I'm just going to go through it really quick. This is what we believe that's biblical. 
It's very common throughout the world. All the Calvary chapels believe it. Many, 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 hundreds of thousands of churches have believed it all over the world. It has nothing to do with Calvary Chapel. It's biblical. Here it is. We believe in the Holy Spirit who indwells every believer in Jesus Christ and that he's an abiding helper, teacher, and guide. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Number two, we believe that Jesus Christ baptizes the seeking believer with the Holy Spirit in power for service to do the ministry of Jesus. Number three, next, we believe this is a separate work from the indwelling of the Spirit for salvation. The Holy Spirit comes in at salvation, and then there's a distinct work where the Holy Spirit baptizes us in the power of the Spirit. We believe in the present ministry of the Holy Spirit, in the exercise of all the biblical gifts of the Spirit. I won't have time later, but in our series, we'll talk about that. Everything that Paul talks about, about the gifts of the Spirit, discernment, all those kind of things, are done in a church service, in a home, anywhere, decently and in order. There's no chaos. There's no weird people falling down on the ground, screaming, running around the place. That never brings any kind of attention to God. It dishonors God. Next, we believe that there is a one-time baptism that leads to a lifestyle called the spirit-filled life. Now, I'm not done yet. Don't leave. You want... Everything God has for you. He's a good God. He will give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. You want it because it's going to change your life. Now, here's the problem. When we begin to look at all of this, we see this happening. Well, let's go to Acts chapter 1, and I'll show you what happened with this. Acts chapter 1, you're close by. Verse 4 and 5. The Spirit-filled life, some people misunderstand that. Paul will say in the spirit-filled life, um, keep on being filled. Next topic is emptied and filled. And you're going to see there's many fillings. There's one baptism, but many fillings. Now, why do I need that? Because Paul says, don't get drunk on wine. Now, how many of you remember the days that you used to get drunk on wine and beer and whatever? Let's see your hand. It's okay. You're safe. That's no problem. Whose influence were you under? The wine, the alcohol. How many did stupid things when you were on like that? Exactly. So Paul says, no, 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 no. You don't want to be under the influence of stupid wine and alcohol. You want to be influenced of the Holy Spirit. Is there a difference? Yes. So you say to people, hey, you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. 1943. It was fantastic. How are you doing today? Great. Ever experienced the power of God? Yeah, back in 43. (laughs) Would you say they're filled? They're not filled at all. They're totally empty. See, if I'm not filled, and if I don't come under the influence of the Holy Spirit, whose influence do I come under? Balmer. Now, my dog might think it's okay. My wife will not think it's okay. So I have to keep on being filled because we have an enemy that works against us. Amen? Now watch what Jesus says, Acts 1, verse 4. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this suggestion. 
I'm waiting to see if you're still with me. This what? Command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. See, receiving the Holy Spirit is you don't earn it. It's just exactly like salvation. It's a gift that the father gives us. My father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized in water. Watch this. Here comes another transition. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So we see that Jesus will baptize them in the Holy Spirit as God promised. God always keeps his promises. Now scoot over to one eight, right on down. Now, what is the result of being filled with the Spirit? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will cluck like chickens in the church and run around the church like a total idiot drawing attention to yourself. Praise God. Now, why do I make fun of that? There are many, I believe, evidences of being filled with the Spirit. I don't believe there's just one. But I do believe there's one major one. And it's stated by Jesus. Let me read it to you. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, a P, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, including Brevard County in Indian River County. One of the key purposes, evidences that I'm filled with the Spirit of God, that I have a bold witness, not brash. I'm not knocking people down. I'm not convicting them. I'm not condemning them. I'm waiting for open doors for people that are searching. And I boldly go in, not knowing, as I do in every service, I have no idea if anybody comes to Christ or not. That's up to God. I plant a seed. We pray for the increase. And we wait for the person to surrender. I got an email last night from a young man in another state. He said, Pastor Mark, I watched last night. And I spent the night at the end of the service on my knees by myself asking God to start me all over again. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's God. And that's the way he works. The reason for this is to stay on mission, to make disciples, to watch people come to Christ. Now, once again, this is an outward movement. People call this the spiritual life, the spirit control life, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit under his influence. I don't really care what you call it. I just want you to write this down. I'm to live in God's power under his influence and then change my world. That's why you're here. Understand, many people think, well, I'm just a Christian and I've done what I need to do and I can't wait till I get to heaven. That is not what God saved you for. He saved us to change our world for Jesus Christ. Paul writes it like this, for the kingdom of God is not just a bunch of talk. It's living by God's power. And what do we do? Borders, 
There are no more borders. We just go where God goes. I got so much new stuff to share with you. In the last four weeks, God's opened up two new doors for Linda and I. I'm not going anywhere. Relax. But just amazing opportunities overseas. Just super. We thought we'd never see it ever again. But God's done it. And I'm going to share with you a man who could never read. Now, as a church, I watched him speak. 500 people in India. He can read as good as you can read anything in the world. And it happened like that. Pastor Mark, you're, that's one of those weird things you're talking about. No, that's, that's the power of God. I'm tired of a bunch of words. We want to see the power of God. Lives change. People streaming to the altars. Well, if you look at Acts 2.4, you see what happened to the promise. Look at it. All of them, the 120 that waited were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues with one another as the Spirit enabled. Don't worry about the tongues deal. I'll talk about that way later. It's a great gift. It's not the focus. Here's what I want you to write. What God promises, he fulfills. The Spirit-filled life is available for every single one of you. Every single one of you. In fact, these 120 that were in the upper room, by the way, Jesus' mother, Mary, was there. She needed to be filled with the Spirit. Those 120 in less than 30 years, it just kept multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. They changed their whole Israel toward Jesus Christ. That's why we're here, guys. We're not here for a bunch of words. We're not to sit Soak and sour for an hour. We're to be filled with the amazing power of the Holy Spirit. Paul would write this. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. Notice, by the power of signs and miracles through the power of of the Spirit. I want to leave you with this. Being filled with the Spirit is not an option. It was not an option from Jesus. It was absolutely essential for Jesus. And you will never, ever, I will never accomplish what God wants in my life if I'm just living a saved life. I need to live a spirit-filled, supernatural life. And that will use me and make me understand to be baptized, filled, and minister to the power of the Holy Spirit. We are taking the place Jesus on this earth. We're not a bunch of religious saved people that just go through the motions. I know God's going to change our church totally because he's going to change each one of us. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the difference between having the Holy Spirit inside of you and the Holy Spirit overflowing you and why you need both. Pastor Mark illustrated the working of the Holy Spirit through believers using examples from the New Testament church and what resulted from those occurrences. He also reminded you that those things can happen today. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Well, this completes another section of Pastor Mark's series, Led by the Holy Spirit. Next time, he'll continue in the same vein, enumerating more relationships that the Holy Spirit has, or should have, with the Christ follower. You'll also learn why the Bible speaks of being continually filled with the Holy Spirit and how you can facilitate that in your own life. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.